Hi loves, welcome to the Create and Elevate Her podcast. I'm Ashley Avila, ER nurse, Enneagram 9, and mindset and self-love enthusiast. I know you're tired of feeling stuck with where you're at in life. You find yourself heartbroken or going through a life transition and just don't know where to go from here. You're wanting the guidance, motivation, mindset tools, and the self-love that you can apply in your life to be able to navigate this healing and self-growth journey. So if you're ready to learn and grow and create the life you want and elevate your best self, then girl, grab your $6 latte or fill up your glass of wine and let's dig in. Hello, hello, friend. Welcome back. I am excited for today's episode because it is a birthday special. Yesterday was my birthday and I know I released a Mindset Monday like birthday special, but I was like, why not continue the celebration? So here we are. I figured that I'd share with you guys 10 lessons in life, self-love and heartbreak that I've learned. It was actually kind of funny too, because I thought of doing 31 lessons since I'm turning 31, but then I thought I'm not going to do that to my girls. So I brought it down to 10. I think that's perfect. It's plenty and I'm going to keep on learning lessons and we can always add that on later. (laughs) So let's get right into it. The first one is rejection is redirection. I'll say that again. Rejection is redirection. If you're human like I am, you've experienced some form of rejection in your life and it freaking stings, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It sucks. And this can be rejection in anything. You didn't get the promotion or the job you wanted. Redirection. A divorce, breakup, redirection. With the breakup, I initially viewed that rejection as pretty much just validating my old beliefs that I was unlovable or unworthy. And I began to learn that that rejection was just the universe redirecting me to something better. And I saw it as me just getting closer to the person that I'm supposed to end up with. That really just helped me get through that time because I, I thought to myself, well, if I really, you know, cared about this person, loved this person and thought I was going to marry this person and that didn't work out, can you imagine how it's, how different it's going to be with the person that I'm supposed to end up with? Right? So having that mindset really pushed me through And actually kind of got me a little excited, right? I'm like, okay, well, if this didn't work out, that means it's going to work out with someone else. Now, that relationship, that door closed on me, right? But it really opened the door to so many other opportunities. And I think that's how we should see rejection. Like with one door closing, there's another one that's opening. And I know it's so scary because we don't know what's going to be behind that door, But for me, for example, I was so scared to open the door to travel nursing, but I knew that that was something that I've always wanted to do. Ever since I graduated as a nurse, like I was like, I want to go travel in California because that was my favorite state. But it was kind of hard to do that with, you know, being in the relationship. But I still opened the door and I went through it, not really knowing what was going to really happen, right? Or how I was going to like it or how it was going to turn out. Another thing is that I learned to not let this rejection define who I was. I didn't let it 
determine my worth, even though at the very beginning, that was really rough because I did tie that together. Like, that's the way I thought I was like, okay, if this happened, this must mean that I am not worthy, that I'm not lovable. And it really validated those old beliefs that I had about myself. So whatever rejection you have faced or are facing right now, think about what you can gain from it. I'm a strong believer in the idea that everything that happens to us happens for us. If we look at what we've lost, what if we try also looking at what we've gained? Now, I, I can give the example about my dad, right? Losing him, that was incredibly hard. And obviously, I wish he, if, if I, could, I would do anything to bring him back, right? But the reality is, it is what it is, right? And unfortunately, that happened. And I think looking at, it took me years though. This took years to realize that what I gained out of that was I have such a greater sense of appreciation and gratitude for life and for the people around me. Like I I just don't take life for granted anymore. I really try to enjoy the present moment as much as possible because I know that the next moment is not guaranteed. So that's how I see that loss. And the loss of the relationship, the way I see it is I have gained so much insight and perspective on relationships about myself. And I traveled. I started reading more. I started learning. I started wanting to really turn that pain into purpose. And so I worked on that and figuring it out, trying to figure out what I was going to do. So that's what I gained from losing that relationship. So think about how you'll use that pain, that rejection to really transform yourself from the inside out. Okay, second lesson. Don't compare your day one with someone's day 20. This one's so good and it's so true. I actually have different examples, personal examples, right? So the first one, the whole, you know, healing from the breakup, right? I would, right after the breakup, I would see, you know, I'd be on TikTok all the time and I'd see all these women that were going through the healing process or had gone through the healing process and did the inner work and they were in such a better place, right? Another example, going to the gym when I first started off. I saw these girls in their cute outfits and the way I wanted to look. I knew I wanted to build muscle. That was one of my goals. I wanted to build muscle and I wanted to lift heavy. And so I'd see them like deadlifting heavy and squatting, all that all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could be there, right? I wish I could do that. Another example is even podcasting, right? I have podcasters that I listen to and that I look up to and they have like millions of downloads, hundreds of episodes, a huge community. And I'm just like, man, I, I, I want that. Like, I would love to be in their shoes. And sometimes we have to just remind ourselves when we, when we get caught up in that comparison trap is refocus, stay in your lane. That's when we need to stay in our lane, right? And focus on our journey. The difference between you and that person that's that that's on day 20 or day 50 or two years down the line, whatever, the only difference is that, that they put in the reps. They put in the reps. They have put in the work. They have continued to show up. 
they have continued to stay consistent and disciplined. And you have that in you. Don't forget that. You have it in you. You just have to keep showing up. You have to keep going. You have to remember that you are just starting, whether that's your fitness journey or healing process right after a breakup or a divorce, whatever it is, or a new job. Even, you know, when I started as a new nurse, I was, when I was a brand new nurse, I remember wishing that I was like these experienced nurses who had like five or 10 years under their belt, right? And it's crazy to think that now I'm like close to eight years. It went by so fast. But just refocusing on your lane, right? And just staying in your lane. You can look over and see what they're doing that might help you in your process. But once you feel like you're getting discouraged because you're not where you want to be and you see other people being in the place where you want to go, then that's when you kind of maybe need to refocus back. And even, you know, myself looking back now, right, I'm in such a different place than I was a year ago, even like three months ago. When my last contract ended and I decided that I wanted to start the podcast, but I was so scared. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know if I was going to figure out like most of the tech stuff to even get started. So looking back even a few months, I'm like, wow, I have changed so much. Never underestimate how much can change in a year. Because now that I look back, because, you know, yesterday was my birthday. So a year ago I was in Cabo And I remember thinking like, this is so hard. This year is going to be so hard because I am about to embark on this like journey of traveling and this journey of just being single now, right? And it was so scary. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so much has happened in the year. So never underestimate what can happen in a year and just keep going. Don't compare your day one with someone's day 20. Lesson three, accepting the things that I can't control or change. Now, this was a really tough mindset shift for me. I wanted to do whatever I could to make this person choose me or stay with me or, you know, just love me the way I wanted to be loved. I wanted to continue with that life, with that relationship. Now, think about the things that you're trying so hard to have control over in your life right now, but you can't, right? And you find yourself so frustrated and maybe upset with, with maybe like the people that you you know you want you want better for them but they won't help themselves they won't they don't want to change and you don't have any control over that and once you accept that you can't control that what you should do is now focus on the things you can control now i realized that i couldn't like i said i couldn't control what someone else's actions were going to be or what they decided to do But I realized that, you know what, I can focus on myself. I have control over how I improve my my fitness, improve the way I eat, improve what I'm feeding my mind, right? And the things that I'm reading and, and traveling, I had control over all of that. So once you realize and focus on the things that you can, that you can control, you start to, to almost get a hold of your life. And you feel like more in control. Number four, trusting myself and following my gut instinct. Listen to what the higher power or God or the universe, whatever you believe in, listen to what what it's telling you. I knew that I had to leave that relationship and I knew I had to walk away. 
even when I didn't know what the future had for me. But there was this like fire that was like lit within me while I was taking some time to myself when I was traveling. And I knew I wanted to turn this pain into purpose. And I wanted to help women take the steps to to reset their mindsets, cultivate self-love and create the lives that they wanted to live out without neglecting the mind, the body, and the spirit connection. Because I really do feel like that is so important in order to just be whole, right? Overall wellness. And I didn't know exactly how that would look like, but something inside me told me that I needed to begin taking action to get clearer on that purpose. And so I started reading and I started to go to events. I start, I hired a coach and it really has gotten a lot clearer, right? I'm not completely there, but I think, you know, I started taking action by starting with the podcast. So all that ultimately led me to where I am today with this podcast. And I'm so excited to see where where this goes, to see what else I do to, to be of service to other women, especially women who, who I was, you know, before and who are also where I'm at right now because we're all on this journey together. I'm still trying to figure things out. I am not an expert. I am just a girl who really wants something greater for her life and wants to help other people. So learning to trust myself and really follow that gut instinct. And I trusted that new opportunities would evolve for me. I trusted myself that I could do the scary and very, very uncomfortable things. I trusted myself that I could step into the best version of myself that I knew was waiting for me, my highest self. I knew I wanted to get to that level, but I knew it, it started with trusting myself and taking action, no matter how imperfect it was. Okay, the fifth one. Are we on the fifth one? Yes, fifth one. This too shall pass. This is so good because going through the breakup and going through that traumatic event in my life of losing my dad really taught me that as hard as things can be, it will get better. It's going to take time, but it will get better. Today, I am here. I'm happy. I'm learning. I'm growing. And I look back at the times when I thought I wasn't going to pull through. And like I said before, it doesn't mean like I don't wish my dad was here or that I don't miss him, but I kept going. I kept telling myself that I would get through this, that it would be hard, but that I had the strength in me to overcome these painful obstacles. I knew that also if I somehow made it through losing my dad, that I could get through the loss of this relationship, the loss of the person who I was in this relationship, the future, you know, as as painful as it was, I knew that it would pass because even the good times pass. And this is so important because that is why we should cherish them even more because even the good times will pass. Right now, I'm cherishing every moment right now because I know that life is so unpredictable and I don't know what's going to happen, right? I can, you know, knock on wood, something, someone can get sick in my family or friends or something can happen. I can lose my job. I mean, so many things can go wrong, right? So cherishing those moments and in those tough times, knowing that this too shall pass. All right, number six. I need to fill my own cup first. And I really realized this with this last relationship 
I feel, this is my opinion, that the other person should compliment my life. And filling my cup to me means doing the inner work, going to therapy, learning how to set boundaries, learning to love myself, learning to know what I want to change and being able to take action in my life and set goals and and really elevate different areas of my life. It means being aligned within myself, being authentic, knowing what my values are, and being aware of my own emotions, right? And the emotions of other people that that I interact with. And I think the problem was I expected this person to fill different voids in me, which wasn't fair to that person. Because how can I expect this person to fill the voids when I didn't even know how to fill them? You know, I want my partner to make me happy, right? We all do. But I don't think that that other person can bring me happiness. That has to be within me. I have to do that myself. And I think I realized that I expected that other person to bring me the happiness that I was lacking in my life. So filling your own cup, that's what that means to me. Doing the inner work, being aligned, being authentic, being happy within. All right, lesson number seven. Closure is a myth. <laughs> I it, it, This was hard to, to realize, right? But after, you know, I think probably, I would say like eight months, eight to 10 months, I realized that closure is a myth. I think that we want to be able to shut the door on painful experiences and move on by getting a closure from that breakup, right? Or even the loss of a loved one or whatever. End of a friendship. I wanted closure so, so badly after my breakup. I wanted to know why this person hurt me like this. Why they couldn't love me the way I wanted to be loved. I felt like I needed that closure in order to move on with my healing and growth process. And I realized that I could never get the answer because it wasn't what I wanted to hear. And sometimes, friend, you have to ask yourself why you don't love yourself the way you want to be loved. That's what I should have been asking myself. And part of that is letting go of those friendships or relationships that no longer serve you and are only hurting you. All right, number eight. We're almost to the end, guys. Stay with me. Stay with me, guys. (laughs) Number eight, stillness is in the present moment. I love meditating. I love journaling. I really love, I love reflecting and thinking about my life and the things I want to do, right? On top of taking action. But sometimes, you know, and this is something that takes time to build muscle, But I began to be fully present in the moment, especially when I was out traveling in California and going on hikes by myself, on walks, going to the beach. Instead of staying stuck on what's happened, right, I could have stayed stuck on what happened in the relationship or so fearful of what was to come. I tried refocusing my mind and my spirit to what was in front of me. And there there were many ways that I did this. I would cook, right, with some piano music playing in the background. I was just really immersed in the moment. The way the food smelled, the sound of me chopping, me dancing and having a glass of wine, taking myself outside in nature, going for a hike, like I said, or being out by the water. Those were ways I I would practice stillness and taking that time to 
reflect, journal, especially, like I said, when I was out traveling California, that's all I did. I would really carve out that time to just really look at my life from different angles. And I realized by doing that, I realized that opportunities really do lie in the present moment. And I've read some amazing books on stillness and being in the present moment. And that theme keeps coming up, that opportunities lie in the present moment. It gives you the power to choose what you will say or do next. Being aware of not only your external environment, but your inner environment as well, right? Your emotions. We live in such a distracted world where we're continuously pulled in different directions. We become anxious, frustrated, overwhelmed, and just chaotic, right? Our lives kind of become chaotic. But when you bring yourself into the present moment and observe your thoughts and your feelings and you you try to just not focus on anything else but in that moment that you have right in front of you and being aware of your thoughts and feelings, like I said, can really help ease those painful emotions. Number nine, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to start over. I kept dwelling on the fact that I was going to have to start over with dating and meeting someone. I knew that I wanted to get married and start a family. So starting over at 30 was really scary for me and overwhelming. But I soon realized that that is totally okay. It's okay to start over. Who said we had to have everything at 30? We have been like fed that idea that or expectation that this is what your life should look like by this time. And if it doesn't, there's something wrong with you. And I think we need to just toss that in the trash because it is not true. There is nothing wrong with you. It is okay to start over. It is okay to feel scared. I was starting a new chapter in my life and and I realized that I had the pen in my hand and I wanted to write out a beautiful narrative. I wanted to write out my own journey, my own story. Remember that we have the power to change the narrative of our, of our own story. So why not write it out as beautifully as possible? So if you find yourself starting over again, whether that's finding yourself single or starting a new career, moving to a new city, it's okay to start over. Write this journey out. It's yours to be lived. All right, last one, guys. All right, aren't you glad that we didn't do 31 lessons? I'm so glad. All right, number 10. Leaning into the discomfort is where you find wisdom and where transformation happens. Whew, this is a good one, guys. I love this one. If you're here with me today, you want to change. You want to trans- uh, transform yourself. You want to create the life that you want. You want to become the best version of yourself. You're tired of feeling low about yourself or feel like that or that feeling like you keep giving up on the life that you want, the goals that you want. Trust me when I say that I know how scary it feels to be new in the gym, to go out and travel by yourself, to start a new job, to put yourself out there on social media, whatever it is. I know how scary it feels. But you know there's a part of you that knows that knows that things need to change. And sometimes it's scary, maybe even triggering, right? When you have to address the things that need to change in your life. Because I really do think that sometimes we have to sit with ourselves and take a hard look in the mirror and see the things that are making us unhappy. 
and why those things are making us unhappy and what we can do to change that. We have to be honest with ourselves about the things that can't be part of our future self anymore, the bad habits, the toxic relationships. So that is going to require us to do uncomfortable things, going to the gym, planning meals, taking time to read books, taking courses, sticking to a budget, whatever your goals are. It's going to require you stepping into the discomfort in order to transform into your best version of yourself. All right, guys. So those were my 10 lessons that I've learned pretty much in my 20s and going into my 30s now, right? Despite the painful experiences or events in my life, I feel very blessed to to be living this life. My 20s were bittersweet and entering my 30s has been the biggest transformation that I have seen in myself and I am so excited for what's to come. And so should you, friend. Be excited. Be excited that you are now wanting to take action to get closer to the best version of yourself. And you can start today by taking that action, by going to the gym, by going for a walk, by having that conversation with a friend or your partner, whatever it is, be excited. And remember that everything that has happened to you has happened for you. Because of these obstacles in my life, I have become more confident, stronger, resilient. I I value myself. I know my worth. And like I said, I just feel incredibly blessed and grateful for this life. And that's it, friend. I hope you have an amazing week, an amazing year. Remember, this is our year, and I am so excited for what's to come. Until next time, friend. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. If this podcast episode inspired you, taught you something, or moved the needle for you in your growth journey, then please share it with a girlfriend. Leave a review or screenshot the episode and share it on Instagram and tag me at itsashleyavila underscore. I would forever be grateful for you guys, and I can't wait to hear from you. You can also join the free Facebook community, Create and Elevate Her. Until next time, friends, and remember, it's a good day to have a good day.